0: know what the fuck we're doing, this is Master Shot. My name is Alina.
1: This is Eddie, and we're delving into the dark mind of the master of thrill, the sinister and seductive Dario Argento.
0: You mean that Crypt Keeper?
1: He's a ladies man, okay?
0: He's a lady killer.
1: Very true, very true. But he did have a hot ex-wife.
0: Oh, okay, I can totally agree with that. Uh, but, I mean, he's you know, in almost every movie that she's in.
1: Violently, too.
0: Yeah.
1: I would yeah. probably not want to be his wife. <laughs> probably. Well, I mean, ex-wife. she's not no
0: longer, so.
1: <laughs> Great man, though. Great man.
0: Well, he is the master of horror. Like His mentor was Mario Bava, who started the Jalo subgenre. Uh, but Argento definitely perfected the craft. His name is the one that is thought of when speaking of the Jalo films primarily.
1: Uh, yeah, he's he's put in so much work into into this genre alone. It almost seems like he's the he might have been the inventor because he just every every Jalo movie that anybody thinks of, you can automatically go to one of his great movies like Deep Red, Cat of Nine Tales, all these great movies. So
0: yes, and we will be getting into more of his movies, but just so that we can have a little bit more information on Dario Argento, he was born back in 1940 and September seventh, Virgo, <laughs> just like you,
1: just like the great myself. Oh God.
0: Okay, Uh, and he did work for a local newspaper, which this is what led him into screenwriting for Spaghetti Westerns, such as Once Upon a Time in the West.
1: By by, uh, which he co-wrote with Sergio Leones. Sergio Leones, that's such a cool name to say. I can say that all day. It sounds like one word. Get
0: get one more out of the way?
1: Sergio Leones. All
0: right. It's a
1: little (laughs) tongue twister. So. (laughs)
0: So now back to Dario Argento, which is its own little. Like, it's got yeah, a little I,
1: ting to it too. Yeah. Our Dario Argento, I think it's the O at the ends. I, I I really feel like it's just yeah. it's just nice to say. It's got very like, like hard letters, <laughs> Argento.
0: You know, just like Sergento. Oh gosh. <laughs> so, but so. Ario, ooh, Dario Argento did game prominence <laughs> after his debut in 1970 with the bird with the crystal plumage.
1: Now, does anybody know what a plumage is?
0: I don't know. It just kind of reminds me of like a plunger. It's, so it's really that's not... what I
1: thought. I thought it was like maybe like somebody falling into a crystal, you know, they <laughs> like plumaged into a crystal like they were just going really fast and they just crashed right into a crystal. I could be wrong, but uh, was I right? No. <laughs> <You're not. laughs> I wasn't close. I w- no,
0: you were... I was probably no, the furthest you one. Not. Like it is just birds' feathers, a collection oh. of birds' feathers.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was way wrong then. Okay. Goddamn feathers.
0: Off. Okay. <laughs>
1: Goddamn it. I was. I was getting. I was. Well, you know, the crystal of the bird. With the feather, w- whatever. All right, it, it, you know, it's also called the Gallery Murders, which is I feel like a little simple. Which I mean, you, which
0: you, that's very American, since that yeah, is. Oh yeah, we, the I English mean, come on. Release version.
1: I mean, you know how how many of us are reading books right now, or a dictionary? Not you. Okay, well, I'm speaking for myself. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, it, uh, I have not seen this movie. It is very hard to find. I mean, if you can yes, find it, it,
0: it is the first the first of his movies. But he did continue through the seventies and eighties to like put out some of his most influential films, such as Deep Red, Suspiria, and Demons.
1: Yes, and also Opera, which is which is a really awesome movie, by the way.
0: Yes, it is, and this actually gave way to many writers and directors looking to Argento for his unique take on horror, which he is known for his use of lighting and shadows. Uh, he, that is a huge signature in his films. Like You're able to tell that like this movie is he's, directed by him just by his use of the lighting.
1: He, he's got his own style, and it's cool because the lighting effects... And you can actually... I was watching the Mario Baba movie i believe it's blood lace or it's like Bloodbath at blood lace or something it's a very weird and kind of a long title but uh the it, but in in his movie in mario baba's movie you can definitely tell that he uses a lot of the same type of lighting like the colorful lighting and um you know very bright colors like a lot of red a lot of uh green like very vivid colors you know in the scenes and everything like that and even in Dario Argento's movies it's almost placed like like it was a exhi- ex- exhibition like a, a ga- mm-hmm. like a, a artistic gallery and stuff
0: yeah you know? so I believe the movie that you are talking about is Blood and Black Lace yes by Mario that's Lava. the
1: movie yes yes right. that's a very good movie also so if you're into the Jalo film and you kind of want to see what influenced Dario Argento, which, you know... Yeah,
0: that he, is his mentor. You,
1: yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, you, you can and definitely... And you definitely see it. Yeah. I feel like, though, is that it it was it's a good movie. It's, it's subtitles only, though. So, I mean, you know, unless you speak Italian, I mean, then I, I guess you're not going to need the subtitles, but...
0: Which, uh, this is kind of a lucky thing that a lot of Dario Argento's movies are dubbed. Yes. And so, and it's really not that bad. Like, I felt like uh, that
1: was a good marketing way because he really did... It helped him spread his fame overseas as well.
0: You yes. Because he became so, very
1: popular every, in every, pretty much in every country.
0: Yes, he had actually a humongous influence on the very renowned slasher subgenre, which mm-hmm. we will be getting into just a little bit later. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about a couple of his movies. Uh, they are absolutely amazing a yes. little cringe worthy at times but completely yeah. I, and totally bloody with yes blood.
1: uh yes uh very bright blood but i think that kind of goes with this style though is just very vivid colors and just you know trying to over exaggerate um certain aspects of life in 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 general but i do feel at times though that you can get it's it's less about the story itself so he's he's a style over substance type of guy like yes. you can definitely tell he wants the shots to be a certain way he even said that uh actors are only good for one thing and that and and it's pretty oh, much for buying? them to be there yeah well yeah pretty much like they're at his beck and call like whatever he wants them to do that's all he wants them to do he doesn't really care if they're selling the part like if they're you know, being the best actor. He's not wanting Grammy award-winning actors or whatever it is, o- uh, Oscar. It's not the
0: Grammy. Yeah,
1: it's Oscars. Oscars? It's okay, Oscars. all right. Well, Grammys, Oscars, I'm not really, you know, I, I, I don't really keep up with those, you know. I, the Grammys for the music, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, all right, okay, Oscar. I always get those ones mixed up. But, uh, but, yeah, he's not looking for good performances. He doesn't want a Daniel Day-Lewis, you know. He wants a Bruce Campbell. You know, he wants he wants good B actors. He just wants people that very are, true. he. they're expendable. That's how he looks at actors, is they're very expendable. And that's why he kills them off
0: and, the you know, majority I have of the time. A lot of, a lot of respect for that, like, and just, like, you know, just that kind of st- style and respect for the director mm-hmm. back in, like, the 70s and 80s. Like, it really was this true art form mm-hmm. versus now where it's, like, it's almost, like, more catered to the actor.
1: And yeah, everything. exactly. Like, these well, because like, these want movies, big names you can tell, it.
0: like you're able to just tell that this is like really just shot for the scene. Like these have yeah. such memorable, uh, scenes all the time. Like now, it's just passive entertainment. Like this yeah. one stays with you. You feel the suspense. You feel the dread, and it's entertaining the entire time.
1: Yeah, and I feel like it almost, in a way, it, it expanded the horizon to where you're not really looking just for the actors in the movie you're actually looking at like who who did the props who did the lighting. Yes. Uh, y- you know the most notable thing in all Dario Argento's movies is that the fact that Dario Argento is the most notable person like when they when you watch that movie you're like wow this is definitely his movie you can tell his movies and that's what it is is it's it's not anybody else's movies but his and the staff that was around him but it's all his idea like
0: and i feel like that is one thing that he has brought to the horror genre that mm. you know what a lot of horror actors and all that kind of stuff they are really expendable like you really don't you don't remember the actor you remember the character yeah exactly you do not like remember any of this like any, yeah well like, yeah because i mean stuff,
1: you know it, they're probably gonna die in the movie exactly. like it, I mean, at and, like, any point in, anybody can be taken in the movie and
0: mm-hmm. the movie saw like it is completely about the killing and like the way that it's being shown and just like you know that kind of like suspense it's more the entire movie it, it's
1: more of that visual um,
0: exactly
1: uh what is it appeal Rather like, than the it really substance, it really has nothing
0: to do with the like, really, the character at all. Like, yeah, it is just what's happening to well, them and everything. Oh, and props to the actors, like, I'm not shitting on the actors, they're the ones who are there screaming and crying and yeah, everything. And, and, like, and they're I very convincing
1: with some of the screams, you know. Some, yes. some, some, they, I feel like he was really good at picking out women in the movie to, to I, star in all his of them movies had
0: those like those perfect movie streams and i don't know mm. like some of like they would really get to you and it reminded Blood-curdling. me blood <laughs> curdling yes it always reminded me though as if you were like watching a play and everything yeah. that was the kind of acting that i really <laughs> saw was like as if it was just this very live action play where it's very overly dramatic it's way up there they're definitely screaming more than what they should well it just reminded me of actual like real live theater
1: yeah and i think i think it also plays along with the fact that you know the european concept of movies is different than our concept of movies you know you're gonna see things in italian movies especially that you probably wouldn't see in in our movies over here you know, and, and I feel like it kind of does add a little bit of influence. You can see some influences in the the movies over state over here in the States, you know, but it's got its unique take on it. And, and Dario Argento adds that unique taste and then he adds more to it, you know, creating almost his own, his own way, like all his movies play out like a dream, like almost like a dream or a nightmare type of state because it's so exaggerated all the colors are so exaggerated and everything just feels as if you were in stuck in a dream and you can't get out and it's it's actually really really nice to feel that especially in a horror movie because you don't really want realism too much you want you want that fantasized version of reality and yes, the overtopness, topness and, and I think that's what makes his movie so great.
0: Yes, and I just, I love his attitude towards people in his movies, like, one of his quotes is, if you don't like my movies, don't watch them, like, yeah, I wish just, more
1: directors were like that, because I feel like that's how you create good movies, is not by going with the, the safe bet, you're going with what you feel is right, and you have that creativity, and it adds that unique look that you wouldn't get anywhere else.
0: Yeah, he's definitely not seeking acceptance.
1: No, that's that's very true. Uh yeah, very interesting guy. I mean, you know, we were talking about it a little bit earlier. Uh he looks like the type of guy that would introduce an anthology in a in a dark dungey dungeon, you know, alongside yeah. the Keeper. Like he might he they, they could collaborate together you know so if Tales from the crypt is planning on bringing coming back you might want to talk to dario because he he might be intrad- he might be uh interested in that
0: yeah in the role as a crypt keeper
1: yeah he, hey, hey. <laughs> he he might have the one liners he might have the one liners i miss that show sometimes those <laughs> those those beautiful one liners that he had very very uh from the grave Very gravely one-liners. You get that one? Gravely.
0: Silence. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So, one of my favorite movies from him is uh, the movie Deep Red. Yes. That one is definitely one of my all-time favorites.
1: I really Uh, like the fact that in his movies, too, I I will mention this real quick, mm -hmm. is that all his main characters have some type of artistic uh occupation you know you got like in deep red the 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 main character is a a pianist and the girl is a journalist so they always are doing either some type of writing or something like that or you know music and you can definitely tell he's a big music guy because he's always working with musicians
0: yes especially with uh the one band goblin like they can be heard in awesome almost band. all of their movies. They,
1: they really. I mean, these guys. Them. The, I'm. This is the first time where I was listening to the music in the movie, and I really wanted the album. Like I, I wanted to <laughs> listen to the album itself. You know, it's really cool. I mean, the music is great in his movies, and you can tell it, it just attention to detail on on everything, not just the movie itself, but on every component of the movie.
0: Uh, yeah, so back to the movie Deep Red. It is just such an incredible movie. Uh, it is about like it, of course, a killer. Most of the movies are about a yes. killer. Which <laughs> which
1: I do th- this kind of goes with the thing, is that it's he doesn't have elaborate stories. They're very mm-hmm. they're very basic stories. A lot of time it's just a killer, but the way he does it is what what is interesting about it you know because it's it's a murder mystery but the way getting to there there's a lot of twists and turns and everything so uh,
0: yes and like in this movie all of the kills uh they i have to say they were actually kind of shocking at how good they were especially for the time that this was filmed deep red is one of his earlier films uh, and there was a couple times that it was just, it really hit hard, like, the way that yeah. a lot of the women were killed. Well, and, yes, the, I do say women, because yes, almost in all the of The majority <laughs> all of, of them.
1: I mean, he'll kill some men. guys there every now and again. When but, he kills
0: a guy, it is very brutal also. But, like, I don't know, there's this odd, like, there's a different meaning behind it.
1: yeah. I, I feel like the especially women in get that movie. unique. Yes, I feel like the women get the more unique kills. I feel like he I don't
0: know. he's more one creative. Guys, see, but one of the guys, specifically in Deep Red, and everything, he got dragged by a truck. That's
1: true. Yes, I remember. Yes, and then that's his true.
0: His head got ran over by a car. <laughs> i mean really
1: it was just overkill at a certain point it was so it was so bad and i mean
0: (laughs) for this movie being like shot back then and everything it's it was an amazing scene like as he was being dragged you hear his clothing ripping you hear him in pain like you're actually able to really like feel this and this was done in 1976
1: yeah like so i mean the 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 special effects weren't all there
0: but you see he still having... made it he
1: still <laughs> made it seem like it was like you were it, i mean he used what he could and it and looks legit
0: the dude's head getting squished by the tire was very, like you very I'd really give it to him
1: Magnifico, Magnifico, is that what they say in italy
0: it's just stop uh <laughs>
1: Oh. <laughs> no but hey, i will say though the 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 initial kill in the movie the first kill that you get from the psychic lady i'll yes. this is a spoiler she gets fucked up it's just you see her just ragdolled through the glass and then he like st- puts her neck on the on the glass i mean that's I know, some like, brutal at that shit point,
0: she was just butter
1: yeah yeah it was it was it was pretty ruthless so,
0: yeah, like that one it, it definitely like I I felt like the movie was so great opening. Uh she is one of my favorite characters especially in the beginning of the movie since that is really the only part that she's in.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, she does not make a, a lasting but uh, she appearance. is a
0: very memorable character especially how she's pointing the killer out like I really adored the way that the movie was shot, especially in the beginning. Yeah. And everything. Oh, yeah.
1: Definitely. And this movie
0: actually had a heavy influence on the movie Halloween and even saw specifically saw three for the puppet Billy. So if you check out this movie, you'll probably see exactly where like Billy comes from. Hmm. Like it kind of like
1: see,
0: it's very brief, but oh, it stays with you.
1: Oh, yeah. And and I, I and that's that's the thing. It's like. This guy has such an influence over, like, the span of the whole, er different countries. And, like,
0: like, to influence Saw, like, everyone knows that movie. Even people who don't watch horror movies or even like horror movies, you know Saw. You know the puppet and everything. I've barely seen a full Saw movie just because that's just not my thing. But... I still know the full story and everything. So the fact that like he has had this big influence, like Mm -hmm. Dario Argento is just simply amazing.
1: Yeah, no, very true. And I mean, just to mention about the uh, fact that he's, uh, he's influenced so much. He also has a hand in helping other directors as well. Like George A. Romero, he actually helped do the international distribution of the movie. Uh, yes dawn he secured all of the investors yes. for that and also helped compose the track the soundtrack with the band goblin the prog yes, rock we,
0: so we awesome definitely band like goblin. the whole zombie subgenre and horror definitely would not be the same without dario argento
1: yeah from i feel like
0: in dawn of the dead he
1: he really i mean the master of horror explains his name like explains his his grasp on the whole genre itself because he really has a hand in everything you know he's he's the martha stewart of of horror definitely
0: (laughs) yeah he's just just, cooking it up you just know that he has a very heavy respect for these types of movies and everything like for someone's vision and you know what you can't you can't deny that this man is an artist like fully Mm.
1: yeah oh yeah and uh, he was he was he, he a lot of his influences actually from uh, Edgar Allan Poe uh, books. He got a lot of his influence from reading those, which oh, I mean I'm a big fan. I oh yeah yeah and actually him and Romero did a movie where uh, it called Two Evil Eyes, where Jari Argento did the uh, story of Black Cat the Black Cat. and it had Harvey Keitel, which. If you don't know who that is, that's the guy from Reservoir Dogs and uh, Dust Till Dawn, from Dust Till Dawn. Uh, the father, he is a badass actor, but uh, he played as a photographer with his girlfriend who had a black cat. And this cat's won't die. He, this guy keeps trying to kill this fucking cat because it's pissing him off, scratching him, being a complete dick. And so he's like, well, let me get rid of this cat. And then, you know, the well, cat keeps showing up. Maybe he should just be
0: a bitch about it. Yeah, yeah,
1: I know he should get over it, but uh, but yeah, he directed that one, and then Romero directed. Uh, oh man, I don't remember what his his story was, but they they it was like a co-director uh, movie, so it was an anthology, but it was just the two. It was like them, you know, teaming up.
0: Yeah, so that is actually pretty, pretty interesting there. Uh, mm-hmm. But another one of his movies that I absolutely adore is tenebrae
1: yes very like, good movie
0: that one and especially the reason why it was created like this movie was created just to show a crazed fan that daria argenta was not intimidated by the death threats he was receiving yeah. for, which is crazy yeah but i also kind of understand it like, because, goes with it. because of the way that He does treat women in the movies, not that like, not like being a bad guy here. Uh, But the way that he writes their character, that they all these gorgeous women are being slain in all of these movies and everything. So he created Tunbrae just to show that he's not intimidated by that. He's gonna still do that. This is what, like, he loves to do. He wants to see a gorgeous woman get killed instead of an ugly one
1: exactly <laughs> i mean yeah i can you blame the guy can you blame I the know, guy that's like, literally
0: 99 percent of I, slasher movies yeah i have to see some gorgeous people in a horror movie completely
1: i think it's i think it's almost that that bitterness that jealousy for that that you know the, uh, I don't know. I'm a little offended by that. Upper... But
0: cool. <laughs>
1: well, no, no. I'm saying, I'm no. I'm saying is like you know when you're when you're you're in school because I mean the the majority of people that watch horror movies are usually the kids that aren't w- hanging out with the popular kids, you know. So you always kind of have that that feel
0: like you're like ah, you know, they kind of see kind of get them, you know. See, but I just I'm not like too sad see, about it. See, but I just like seeing desperate hot people and everything it's that's funny. what i'm saying
1: yeah it, it is funny <laughs> it really is because you're like it's funny you're like it, it, i feel like a lot of times it's like i'm so beautiful i don't need a pro i, I don't have any problems and then all of a sudden bam somebody with the knife is trying to, to kill you
0: <laughs> yeah exactly
1: usually you know and then it's the the nerd guy that or you know the virgin most of the time 90 percent of the time the virgin which is either me fe- male or female makes it out alive sometimes they both do sometimes it's a couple and then you know it's a virgin then, couple that makes it yeah then you they're know? no
0: longer virgins and they get killed in the sequel
1: yes exactly that's that's <laughs> that's, very, that's i've actually seen that a few times it's very true <laughs> it, it, it almost it, it's a lose-lose situation you get out it of really it is. get back in it and then get killed but you live so, the first but, time
0: uh with the movie uh tenebrae this one is definitely more bloody than a few of his other ones he was really yes. trying to prove a point uh, yes. I absolutely love this movie. Um, it is also following, like how Eddie said earlier, he Dario Argento does like to have more artistic type people. This is actually following a uh, author. Yeah, in
1: the movie. yeah, he's a writer and uh, a he,
0: horror and, writer. And, yeah, who a horror writer is killing beautiful women, all that kind of stuff. And is being challenged by the press, which was exactly what was happening to Dario Argento. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and it, it's it's crazy. I mean, it's got a really good twist at the end, which I mean, you know, I know we were saying that his 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 stories or I mean his movies uh, kind of lean more towards the visual side, but this one actually had a pretty good twist at the end because it's not one of those things where you actually saw coming. It did kind of you know throw you off a little bit it wasn't yeah, well, it wasn't just was
0: a typical his,
1: murder mystery you Yeah. Know.
0: well this was one of his more later movies so i think it was like especially after kind of already being a bit seasoned and everything like he was able to really get down what yeah, this was and, and he focused. really was trying to tell a story in this yeah um i think oh yeah like to kind of really show that he was this like you know he's not being intimidated like he's gonna do what he wants to do like by by then like he 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 was really good at
1: yeah no out and, his movies and everything and, this one and came and out like i said earlier he likes to be actors yes and you know who he got john saxon probably <laughs> one of the coolest guys in that era enter the dragon or was it yeah enter the dragon and uh, uh, Friday the th- or not Friday the thirteenth, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. He played as uh, uh, Nancy's dad, the sheriff, a badass guy. I mean, the guy knows karate. You know,
0: yeah. This Probably movie came out the shit
1: out of this guy.
0: Se- this movie came out 17 years after his debut movie, and everything. And he so. still had
1: it. The man still had it. You know, you, you sometimes it's like riding a bike. You know, with your when you're Dario Argento. You can't fall off that bike. He just stays on, and he's just he's just pedaling away.
0: Yeah, and this movie uh, did actually influence movies. quite a few movies and yeah. everything. Uh, this one heavily influenced Hostel Part 2, Kill Bill Volume 1, Scream, Raising Cain, mm-hmm. and The Exorcism of Emily Rose.
1: Yeah, and you can definitely tell the influence on Scream, though, because, I mean, it's kind of the same same i like concept, you know. Like but, mockery. Yeah, you know, it's 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 that um
0: giving what know. people deserve.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's that, you know, the fan going crazy, you know, and everything like that. It kinda has that influence. Especially when he when he keeps saying what's your favorite horror movie? You know, and it's like, uh, it's
0: almost it is just like a very like controlling
1: thing. Yeah.
0: Like especially with the twist at the end. It is just really showing like the killer's like very heavy need and desire to control. Mm-hmm.
1: Yo, yeah, no, definitely. Like, yeah, their ethos
0: are absolutely huge.
1: Oh yeah, um, another great movie, which I feel like is probably one of his biggest influences, like influential movies, is Suspiria.
0: Oh yeah, so especially when it comes to the music.
1: Yes, I, I think I think that that score in any horror movie is probably my favorite and also the most recognizable for anybody who's into the depths of horror movies this Uh, this is this is a great
0: this is a movie that heavily influenced John Carpenter and even Guillermo del del Toro Toro.
1: yes I I mean of course yeah I mean, both of them, and the crazy thing is, John Carpenter does his own music as well. I mean, he was he was in a band before he started directing movies. So I mean, you know, he he I definitely. Didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I uh I did a little research on John Carpenter. I was I'm a big fan of his movies as well. But he he so I mean, you got two guys that are very like musically inclined. You know, I mean, obviously, uh, you can tell that Argento's a big fan of operas. That big music scene, which, I mean, you know, Italy, that's, that's a main, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's a main thing back in the day was a lot of the, you know, big production, big bands and, you know, things like that. So, you know, he's got an eye, well, an ear, I guess you would say for the music, you know, Uh,
0: Yes, and not a dismembered ear. (laughs) I think one of the best things about Suspiria though, is that it was actually filmed without sound.
1: Yeah. And it's crazy for a movie that has the best score and it was filmed as a silent movie and then they added all that. Well,
0: it wasn't filmed as a silent movie.
1: (sighs) Well, yeah, but, you know. Because
0: they were still moving their lips, everything. He just didn't capture the sound. He added that in after just so that there was this, like, kind of off-putting of the, like, sound from their lips just to make the, like, audience feel even more, like, unease
1: yeah like, and that and that, that plays with the the dreamlike, nightmarish uh atmosphere that he goes for you know you, yes. he, he does things feel... to where it kind of plays with your mind
0: yeah and i feel with like his... he probably like really caught on to that like since a lot of his movies were dubbed to english he was mm-hmm. able to see that a lot of like people who would watch that version of the movie it there was mm-hmm. this other kind of like I don't know, like vibe and aura about it and everything that people were getting that his Italian audience wasn't. So it's like by the time *Sesperio* was made, he wanted to kind of give that opportunity to his Italian audience and everything, have this moment where it was off from speaking and everything just like, you know, like you said, the dreamlike state.
1: Yeah, no. And I think I think that helped out a lot with the movie, giving it that that eerie vibe to it. And I mean, and I mean, that was the first of a trilogy that they said. uh, I don't think they ever finished it or I think they did, but it was like 2017 when they finished the trilogy. It was the Three Mothers trilogy. And I'm not sure which one this was, which mother she was, but it was pretty much I think it was the one of sound or something and
0: uh yeah it actually took four decades to complete the trilogy
1: wow yeah no and and it's goes spiria inferno and then i don't know what the last one is but um i know the they each have each mother has a different uh gift or something like that something that they're oh
0: yes it's 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 like mother of the it's kind of the see no evil hear no evil speak no evil like uh so each of them have that type of uh influence because it is by like the fates and like that's what yes and everything so that's really what it Mm. is and the latest movie is mother of tears
1: yes okay all right that makes sense yeah because the other one the was more like the tenant you know that I think the first one was Hear No Evil, which was Suspiria, I believe, and then the second one was See No Evil, and then the last one is Mother of Tears. You know, so I mean, it, it, it's it's a really good movie. I mean, the movie itself is just amazing. Even if it, even if you don't look at the trilogy, uh, the movie by itself holds its own.
0: Oh, and definitely.
1: You and, could watch that movie and not watch the other ones, and you would still... It's like a solid piece. But you want to watch the other movies because they all go together. You yeah, know, and it is a trilogy. Real, and Inferno is a great movie as well. I love that oh, movie. Oh, yeah.
0: They, and Dario Argento has written 41 films and directed 23 in his career so far.
1: A very busy man. Very busy man. I mean... The guy obviously loves what he does because that many he, movies and it, I mean, that's a lot, you know, that's a lot. And yeah. He's been doing it for a long time. Uh, oh,
0: yeah. I just and I mean, to... he actually has a store in Rome for horror memorabilia and everything, which I think is pretty cool. It's actually called uh, Profondo Rosso, uh, which means Deep Red. Go. Yeah. Yep. It means Deep Red based off of his movie Deep Red, and it actually has a basement in the house that the store is in that has the uh, props from his movies, so it's like a museum in the basement.
1: That is probably the greatest museum ever. I want to go there when I go to Italy, which I will make a special trip just to go there. Yeah, and you
0: can get all of your horror memorabilia there.
1: woo Remember that guys. <laughs> Check it out.
0: Like yeah, go to the If you're ever in, if you're ever a in the neighborhood movie tour. Fuck yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, might as well. Just take a whole European tour of everything horror related.
0: Honestly, that mm. would be so amazing and absolutely horrifying. Awesome.
1: Yeah. They yeah, it would be. But that would be the best part about it. You know? It
0: really would be. Go to like the cat
1: um, homes. See, I'm telling you that would be so intense, but my thing is if I get lost in there.
0: You're not going to get you know? lost, dude. Don't don't What if there's zombies down group. there? Well, then
1: uh catacombs you, a ni- seem like you the had perfect a nice time, time in for- France,
0: but you never <laughs> made a home.
1: I I feel like zombie catacombs would be like the place for the zombies to be at. But, you know, I I mean, that seems like their hunting grounds, you know. That's their territory. I feel like that's
0: like the place that they really don't want to be, you know?
1: (laughs) That's true. They probably want to be closer to like maybe a a strip mall or something because there's a lot of people there and they have plenty of pickings of brains. So, you know, that's. uh, I also do want to touch up on one other popular movie of his, which is Opera or AKA The Terror at the Opera, which is uh, about a young up and coming opera singer who's given a leading role in Verdi's Macbeth after an accident, I uh, believe it injures the leading lady, so she can't be part of the the play anymore. And she's stalked by a psychopath, which kind of goes with his theme in, in a way of, you know, there being somebody stalking them and kind of watching their uh, every move. And what he does or she, well, We'll say for the sake of argument, it's a he, uh, he, he makes her watch as he kills all her, everybody that's close to her. Like anybody that's close in the production or close to her, like she, and, and what he does is he puts needles, like little, uh, sewing needles. He tapes them to her eyelids so she can't close her eyes. And if she does, you know, it pokes her eyes and she's got to watch as her boyfriend's killed. Uh, the, one of the, uh, uh, set designers is killed. Like it's, it's brutal and it, it, and it's one of his, well, some people say his last big, like popular production and stuff like that, which is, I believe bullshit. He's every, every movie he's made is really good and they make it sound like, you know, that was his last good movie, which I feel like is a damn lie. It's a great movie and, uh, it definitely, it definitely ranks up there with some of his top movies. I mean, just the concept alone—it's a different thing—and it kind of plays on that, the uh, the myth that the Macbeth play is cursed. So that's mm-hmm. where he kind of got that inspiration for it. Was the fact that you know everybody—it's like a known fact, I guess, in the opera world or in the you know stage yeah. world. you know. See, and that, that's
0: like one of the things that I like about Dario Argento is that like he really he heavily studies a lot of his movies and information and everything. Like it isn't this like his own true take on things. Like he hears different things. He studies different uh, concepts and myths even. Yeah. And Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like he just, he educates himself on all of this information to really put out a good film a good production and everything whether he's writing directing producing like it's not anything that is half-assed and everything. yeah oh like, yeah. he's doing this he's attention for detail yes it's, and it's i just art. i well, really i love that about him
1: he he takes it seriously like a, like an artist like a painter would you know everything and there's that he not does many is with
0: there's not many directors that do construct.
1: that yeah no i mean you know you'll you'll find there's And you'll notice when they do, but Mm -hmm. you can see in every one of his movies that they kind of just let him do whatever he wanted. Like he has the the free range to do whatever he wants. And the cool thing is his actually when he first started out, his father was producing the majority of his movies uh, when he first started uh, because his his dad was a producer and his mom was a photographer. So he's always kind of been in that life. So he's he grew up in that life. And he had all the connections and everything like that. So it was almost like he was there. He was like born to do this.
0: Yeah, it was a full family affair.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, definitely. Even
0: his brother uh, was a producer on a lot of his movies.
1: Mm Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, um, uh, Baba's son. He actually worked with him a lot with the movie Demons. He he co he co wrote. Uh, demons and demons two, because that was during the time when he was taking a break from directing, and so he just pretty much was behind the scenes and wanted to be even more behind the scenes. So he just was writing movies at that time, and he took some time and he wrote demons one and demons two, which were great movies as well, and kind of more that uh creature feature type of thing, you know, with the with the demons uh coming to life in the movie theater and killing the killing the people. It's awesome. It's an awesome movie as well. Uh, Great movie.
0: All right. So, but, you know, you're able to check out Argento's amazing films, but whenever you really can. And catch up on us on Instagram at UFO Projects and Twitter at UFO underscore projects. This has been Master Shot. My name is Alina.
1: This is Eddie. And we're heading back to our planet because this planet fucking sucks. Oh 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 oh